la la. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. Back to action action on the bfop network my name is john and this is the podcast that watches all the action movies and we put them on our big giant list this is a special episode i say that a lot uh but we have a guest this episode to watch nobody uh but before we get into that let me introduce the co-host of the podcast james how are you i'm great how are you wow he's I'm, on the ball today. i'm okay uh it's a <laughs> midday okay. midday yeah. record it's nice out it's yeah yeah <laughs> Okay. It's BC nice out. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm excited to get into this movie. Um, and I'll introduce Dustin. How are you, man? Yeah, can't complain. Pretty good so far. I think we should just get right to our guest. Big guest. Big pull. Big get for the podcast. This is the first time he's been seen uh, on, on, <laughs> on camera, apparently. Uh, <laughs> check our uh, DM us for photos that James screenshots from the Zoom call. Uh, we have Todd Gaines. How's it going, man? Hey, man. Uh, it's great to be here. Thank you so oh, much for, for coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. Before we get into uh, going talk about what we uh, watch this week and what's going on, but do you want to just tell us a little bit about you and what you what you do? Yeah, sure. So a lot of people might know me from Letterbox, uh, Todd Gaines. I've been on there about eight years. Have a few followers. I also write for uh, Bulletproof Action, www.bulletproofaction.com. That's Bulletproof Pod on Twitter. We cover a lot of, uh, of course, action movies. Also get to get a lot of screeners out there. It's all the new movies. I get to watch a lot of them before a lot of people do, just like nobody. So I've been covering movies now for eh, about eight years and really got real serious into it. Really like this past year covering all the new shit. So excited to talk about nobody. That's awesome. Has there been a movie that you watched like since you started getting all your, you know, more access that you probably would not have watched, but like was sent to you and you were kind of blown away? Well, I, I probably would have watched it eventually, but like Judas and the Black Messiah. I got oh, yeah. a screener for that and I was like, hell yeah, this this, this is dope. But uh, there's a lot of stuff I see. I, I just watched this movie like Endangered Species that's coming out like next month. It's just crazy stuff. So I, I was, there's a bunch of stuff that I would definitely not watch if I didn't because 
dude, that's all I do is watch new movies now, like screeners and shit. So oh. that's really all that's the time cool. I have. Yeah. Yeah. We've done a, since we started doing the podcast and James has been more active, we've gotten to watch a couple like indie films uh, and a couple of re-releases of films that have been pretty awesome. Like including, I was going to say pretty rad to watch, but we got to watch like <laughs> rad. Oh yeah. We did a rad review for their 35th uh, anniversary, the Blu-ray release. So that was fun. That was pretty sick. Rad is one of the greatest movies of all time. So you guys well, were lucky. We, we should have had you on the Rad episode. Uh, I don't <laughs> know, man. I, I just would have started like singing Send Me an Angel the whole time. So I don't, I don't yeah. think that would have worked. <laughs> Send me an angel. Yeah, I'd never seen it, and it was it was really good. It was a really really fun fucking movie to watch. Like, I wish I had to watch it when I was a kid. It's kind of a shame. Yeah, I was I was thinking that John, because like if you watch it when you're thirty, whatever, instead of watching it when you're six, it's just a little different. But I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, it hits a hits a little different when you're an old man, just trying to <laughs> put uh, scrape enough money together to buy a fucking two door sports uh, car. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing that. Yeah. I've it, turned it. Yeah, yeah. But the soundtrack is just full of bangers for that oh, movie. Oh, it's awesome. And you, everybody wants to ask Slot with Aunt Becky, right? Oh uh, well, yeah. I mean, we, that, talk about, we, we, we talked about sliding quite a bit on that episode. <laughs> so what we do on the podcast before we get into the movie is we probably run, we, we try to run down uh, a sink. What we call it? Uh, I always forget what it's called. Sink or swim or seek or destroy. (laughs) I don't know why I always think it's sink or swim. Seek or destroy something that we watched this week. Hopefully probably one thing at least that you like really liked or maybe one thing that you didn't like or maybe one of each. Todd, did you have anything that you wanted to just like shout out? Yeah. So I actually today I just watched a a movie called Initiation. It's coming out in the end of, let's see when's it coming out. It's coming out May 7th and it's a little slasher horror movie. It's a lot of odes to scream just not with the comedy aspect but with the killer and the cast it actually wasn't bad at all this is a new movie it's not like the 80s initiation slasher yeah that's what i was thinking but no it's actually a brand new film so okay it's it's pretty it's pretty dope i mean the the kills are good the practical the the effects are pretty much practical and nice Nice. i've seen a lot i've seen a lot worse in this genre because every time you watch a horror movie you're kind of looking for the next screen like since 1996 and i mean this isn't the next screen but it is pretty good so it's definitely worth at least a view when you get a chance to yeah we're all pretty much the same age like in the same bracket and scream to me was a a, i came out when i was in high school it was a real like that movie really changed the way I looked at movie, like at films. I think for a lot of people my age, that and the Blair Witch Project, like totally changed my opinion on on slasher films on horror movies, um, and opened me up a lot more to that stuff. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, Scream obviously like with the whole meta level thing that was kind of something new for people at that time. It sticks with and you. I, I like. I, I'm a sucker for I like, all like any movies. slasher movie though, even the shittiest ones. So uh, where Speaking can you of slasher find films, where can you find this movie? Like when, what's going to be out on? That's like just VOD. Oh, just VOD. Okay. Uh, yeah, VOD. It might, it might have a, a Blu-ray or Blu-ray release, but the press release said out on uh, digital and VOD on. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Speaking of slasher films, I watched my slap, my movie that I want to talk about is I watched a movie that James and Dustin have both talked about um, previously is I finally got around to watching Freaky. Uh, 
I'm assuming you've seen this. Oh yeah. Todd. Yeah. I, I covered What'd you that think one. of it? Uh, I didn't like it as much as happy death day, but it's, 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 it's an R rated version of happy death day. Right. That's pretty much what I thought. Yeah. I was a pretty big fan of happy death day and happy death day too. I like both of them a lot. I thought they were really fun. I thought the, the second film was really fun and how it just completely sub like verted the first film and kind of went over more into like a sci-fi type. I, know, I thought yeah. that was cool. I, I don't know. I liked, I like freaky. I've, I'm a sucker for Vince Vaughn. I think he does his Vince Vaughn thing really good. And I think it's perfect for girl. Vince Vaughn. Yeah. I think it's really good. I'd like to see him do more stuff like this. I think, yeah. I just, yeah I mean, I miss no Vince no Vaughn. one can play Vince Vaughn like Vince Vaughn. I mean, Vince, no. Vince Vaughn is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one can play a teenage girl like Vince Vaughn, apparently. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked Freaky too. Yeah. I, I think I maybe I, was a little, a bit, I was a little on the inverse. I think just because I, I did like Happy Death Day, but uh, I think I liked Freaky a little bit more, just maybe because it was so gory. <laughs> yeah, I do like the beginning. You know, I mean, they get they get to the gore like right at the beginning of Freaky. I mean, just straight up, boom, kill, 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 right at the beginning. So they definitely, hey, let's earn our R rating in the first ten seconds. So that worked. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it a lot. Uh, the other thing I watched, I watched it last night. Uh, it's a TV show called Rutherford Falls. Have you guys heard oh, of this? Is this that Ed Helms thing? That new Ed Helms thing? Yeah, it's a new Ed Helms film, a uh, TV show. It's a, I think it's an, an NBC Peacock show. So it like all comes out on the same day. Oh, Peacock. Yes. Um, okay. Yes. Yeah. We don't get that up here. So the thing's still, anyway, it's a, it's created by Ed Helms, Sierra Teller, uh, Ornelas, and Michael Schur. I watched the first two episodes last night. Um, the first episode wasn't that exhilarating, didn't really get me. But then the second episode really, like, I really, really loved it. And it kind of has a Ted Lasso vibe to me where okay. it'll it'll all pay off in the end. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really good. At least for the first two episodes, I checked that out. I got so, no, I got no time for. That's the show about like ahead, a Jim. small town and there's like a, statue that they want taken down or yeah so what it is is that there's a small town called rutherford falls um there's this family that ed helms is a part of uh their last name is rutherford they settled the the town in an agreement with the local indigenous community um so it kind of takes place in between there's this indigenous indigenous community and then there's rutherford falls and uh they want to move a statue and this kind of kicks off a big to do about stuff about like appropriation of land and appropriation of things and like treaties and stuff like that. And it's kind of done in this, like it's done in obviously in a, in a comedy funny way, but it's, it's just, a, I don't know. It's just a fun show. I think you guys got to check it out. Um, it's the first time I've seen this many indigenous people on an American show represented um, oh, yeah. as actual, you know, <laughs> people and not just res people not to make i mean to be to be completely honest right usually when they talk about usually when they depict people on reservations in american and and not quite as much in Canadian, but on american programming it's often just like a toned down version of the comic scalped like there's just crime and like everything's horrible and this just depicts a very different side of that which i think is interesting Oh, yeah, I have to check that out for sure. I mean, it's the same people that made Parks and Rec and uh, The Good Place, right? Yeah, As, Michael so. Schur. Yeah, so I'm interested so. for sure. Yeah, anyway, Dustin, what about you? 
Yeah, I watched a couple items here. Um, I watched uh, In Search of Darkness 2. That's the documentary about uh, 80s horror movies. This is the second part. First, uh, James, you watched the first part, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I've watched the first part. Yeah, so it's like a four-hour documentary about 80s horror movies. And the first part, they mostly covered like the the main stays of the genre, you know, your Friday the 13th and, you know, Halloween's and all that stuff. Right. Uh, and the second part, they go, they kind of dig a little deeper. It's like the more uh, hidden gems kind of that they are trying to cover. So yeah, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. So it's like four and a half hours again. So there's plenty of <laughs> content for, uh, for horror freaks for sure. Right. But um, I think uh, the best part about you watching that was somebody asked you name 10 movies from. Oh yeah. That, yeah. So I had posted Instagram. that on our, on our Instagram <laughs> that I had watched and this guy, this random guy was like, please tell me 15 movies that they talk about in, in the, in the documentary. I'm like, uh, yeah, all right. So I just listed. <laughs> it's such a random a, request. Yeah. Very strange request. Well, is that some gatekeeping mm-hmm. shit? No, it's like gig even just weird that these guys like specifically tell me 15 movies that are in here. Uh, oh, you mean on his end? Like he, he, want, he wanted to know how cool the movies were before he would uh, watch yeah. it or something? I don't know, maybe. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, it was nice to, I mean, it, I was aware of most of the movies. There was actually a couple I hadn't heard of. So that's always exciting when you hear about something that you haven't come across. So that was fun. Uh, and then I watched uh, The Black Hole, the Disney movie. Have any of you guys seen that from the 70s? Late oh, this 70s? is like a 70s uh, sci-fi flick. Yeah, it was a movie they put it's out. It's got a really like good soundtrack, Star actually. Wars. Yeah, the soundtrack's cool. There's some really awesome like imagery in it and just weird sets and shit, but it's fucking weird as hell. Like they 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 have robots that have like googly eyes and shit and like are telepathic and just a lot, a lot of weird ideas but but it totally reminded me of fucking event horizon because at the end of the movie i'll spoiler alert from this movie from 1979 they go through the black hole and then they they're like in hell and then that's how the movie ends i was like this is fucking dark dark for a disney movie it was pretty weird but uh there was some cool shit in it for sure there was also a lot of like hokey shit just like corny stuff but What's everybody's opinion on Event Horizon? Uh, I know I liked it when it came out, but it's been a, a hot minute since I watched it. So I don't know these I, old eyes watching it. I just, I just don't know. I refuse to come around to it. I didn't like it when it came out. And I, I don't think it's kids still. I don't think I've ever seen it, it, actually. I think it's fun. I mean, it's basically just Alien and Hellraiser jammed together. But I think it's a fun movie. It's not a, an amazing classic, I don't think. But um, there's some pretty fun shit in it. James, what did you watch? Uh, well, it's perfect that you end with me because I watched uh, nothing other than I watched Nobody Twice to, for this. So I watched Ooh. it uh, Friday night and then I watched it last night and then here we are. <laughs> so did you um, pay that $25 VOD price? <laughs> um, legally, yes. But yeah, so I watched it twice. Uh, the first time watching it, uh, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've seen the, I saw the trailer, so uh, we we can get into it. Like, yeah. there's no point in me talking about it now. Let's listen to the trailer, I guess. Hey, I have an idea. How about I make that lasagna that you love tonight? You know, from scratch, like I used to. I used to work for some very dangerous people. 
They came after my family. They stole my kitty cat bracelet. And you don't do that. Give me the kitty cat bracelet! Of a day. All right, so nobody is a 2001 uh, 2021. film. Whatever. 2021. <laughs> it's a 2021 film. People know what I meant. Uh, synopsis is pretty basic. A bystander who intervenes to help a woman being harassed by a group of men becomes the target of a vengeful drug lord. Now, this is a pretty uh, inaccurate sense of what the movie is, if you ask me. Yeah, that's they're very. I mean, they they're playing a little coy there, right? Because they don't want to reveal too many details. That, that's just a that's just a written. Uh, someone wrote that on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and no yes. one and no one went back to edit it. I mean, that's that's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah, that's not that's not this movie. It's like a plate. It's a placeholder synopsis. Uh, a bystander intentionally intervenes, asks a bunch of uh, vengeful drug lords to attack him. He kind of asks this upon himself, really. I mean, talk about a midlife crisis. I mean, are you supposed to get the impression they're drug lords? Because they don't mention that, do they? They're Russian. <laughs> we can you assume. just assume they're, because they're Russian and they deal with the mob that they're drug well, lords? They're part of that. I think that he's like the broker, right? Like he's holding all the money for he all those all, other. Yeah. But I think that you're just supposed to assume that it's like, you know, it's like fertile they're, integration. They got, their hands, they got their fingers in all the pies. Yeah. I mean, they could say, you know, sex traffickers, or they could say, you know, all these different things. They could things. have just said, yeah, they could have just said Russian criminals. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is a film that I understand does not take part, is not as of right now a part of the John Wick universe. Is that correct? Yeah. It is, yeah, it's great, but it technically could be, or they're actually going to have their own little nobody cinematic universe. Because to me, it seems like what they've done is they've done a, uh, they've pretty much made a, a spec film that's just being like, hey, John Wick, what do you think if uh, we kind of just come under your wing? Well, it's the same guy, right? Same guy. That same same screenwriter. Yeah. Same writer. Yeah. Just yeah. John Wick for cat lovers, but not really. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, they only got the dog lover crowd for this John Wick series. So they really had to find a different audience <laughs> for this one. Uh, Todd, why did you want to do this movie in particular? Just because it was new, the new hot shit at the moment? Yeah, definitely. Um, a couple reasons. One, it's the new hot shit. And two, I was like, I wonder if this movie's like actually really good or is the fact that we're going through a global pandemic and we don't get a lot of new releases. <laughs> and so yeah. this comes out and people are like, oh, holy shit, it's better call Saul whooping ass. And, and yeah, so I mean, th that's a, there's an appeal to that, right? To see a guy like oh, Bob yeah. Odenkirk be the one who's doing this ass kicking uh it's a little different than watching keanu in in john wick uh just because he's such a you know everyday joe sort of actor uh his look and everything he's just there's something novel about seeing a guy like that beat the living shit out of a bunch of people he did say he uh, trained guys... for two years though for this role oh well do you guys know the age difference between um bob odenkirk and keanu probably hardly nothing Right? Yeah, Keanu is probably older. Yeah, or close to it. Because Keanu is old as hell, but you know, look, you know, looks 40. Bob Odenkirk probably looks his age. That would that's my guess. Yeah, I think that's probably there's almost exactly a two-year age gap where Bob Odenkirk is is just a bit older. Oh, he is older, right? Yeah, but barely. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, most people can't look like Keanu Reeves at 56. Oh, for sure. He's got that special magical Canadian blood in him. Or like Tom <laughs> Cruise at 40 or whatever he is right now. 
His feet and levels keep him. <laughs> keep yeah, him that's so a whole other. It's a whole other level <laughs> of magic ageless. going on there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, if I, you know, Lord Zenu, he can do some amazing, some amazing shit. So, what? How does the movie start off? We're kind of seeing like Bob Odenkirk go through his everyday routine where it's just the same sort of a blur of his life going by. He misses the garbage truck. His wife gives him the same greeting every morning. Uh, his kids or his uh, son kind of seems like he has just a lot of disdain for him and stuff. This, this motherfucker is like the boringest guy on the planet. Right. I mean, and I mean, how can he keep missing that trash too? Like every Tuesday, man, it's like, it's like every, it's like, dude, take it out the night before. I mean, is there something in their HOA that says you can't take your trash out the night before because he seems to miss it like every single time. It's a little, little running. We don't have HOAs in Canada. Oh, well, we have a, we have similar things. We have things, but like, we don't, we don't, well, we know we don't have it. If you just buy a house in a neighborhood though. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess unless it's like, like a planned neighborhood kind of thing. In Canada, we like to do this thing called live free or die. So we don't like to have other people <laughs> tell us what to do. Unlike in America, where I know, right? a house in a street and you own that property and some cunt gets to come and tell you that your grass is too long. Uh, now, I've only right? gotten one of those fucking letters in my life. And it was because the fucking neighbor had their grass like a mile high. And ours just a little bit. I was like, you fuckers. So after a little while, we see his like mundane routine and stuff. And then we get these people break into his house. And that's where everything kind of flips. And, and we go in a different direction from then on. Uh, I thought it was funny, though, that they, like the people that robbed him aren't really like they're the impetus for him to like kind of switch back into this mode of we find out that he was like this CIA assassin person in his yeah, old the, life. The auditor. Yeah. And, uh, but then, you know, it was kind of interesting the way they went with that, where he went to get his revenge or get his stuff back, his kid's kitty cat bracelet or whatever it was. Yeah. And, uh, and it turns out, oh, those people were like some people in a bad situation and they, you know, they robbed him with no bullets. He hadn't, he knew, he knew that there was no bullets in the gun and stuff like that. Um, and, but he was feeling all this rage in himself because he didn't do anything to stop them. Right. And everyone is like, Oh, you pussy. Like <laughs> you don't even protect your own family. Like that co one cop is like a total dickhead. To oh, him. Completely. <laughs> well, he's trying to be smart though about it. Cause he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to like blow his cover basically. Like he wants to, it's safer if he portrays himself as just this wimp pathetic guy i guess and he even says later on he's like maybe i overcorrected too much right yeah he went a little too far off the yeah. other i don't know i think not murdering those two people who entered his house was maybe not that bad of an overcorrection <laughs> like they he knew that they weren't going to hurt him yeah you know what i mean like i think that he just wanted to hurt it's he's going through a midlife crisis is what it is more than anything and he right. invites this upon himself so I, I think where john wick is where you're actually seeing because we're going to compare them these movies i think a lot john wick is you're seeing a man who desperately wants this other life and is like you know going through all these pains and he's you know for it and, sac and suffers for it with the loss of his wife and things like that and then gets gets dragged back in through no fault of his own what we're seeing with this film is you're seeing a man who is just going through a crisis of like identity 
and wants to get back in but yeah, just doesn't yeah, know he, that's true he, he definitely to. he wants it uh whereas keanu reeves is kind of uh very much trying to leave all that stuff behind uh so it is there is a bit of a difference there but i mean you ha- you'd have to like distinguish they have to distinguish this movie some in some certain ways from oh I'm, I'm not saying it's bad i'm just i'm just saying it, they're they're different like so if people are i think a lot of people are going to compare the two films i do think that they are oh, in, inevitably yeah th- these are two very very distinct characters and they are different films because I, i'm more interested in like why does this guy want to get back in so bad like what what's going on there's got to be more to it just like a john wick is trying to build this like past like there's this whole world building and i was reading about the new um the continental the new tv show yeah that they're gonna make so they're making a TV show for off the John Wick called The Continental. Um, they actually got the guys. Oh, I shouldn't say they're, they're guys. I don't know if they're men or women, but the people. Uh, they made this <laughs> the people. Yeah, the they people. made this. They made this show called Wayne on uh, YouTube. Yep. Have you guys ever seen it? I've seen uh, episode two. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I got YouTube like premium so I could watch this show because it was like I was pretty interested and it's really really good. Like I really really enjoyed the like the only season they made of. So the the guys uh, who who made the show they they pitched Lionsgate they're gonna make three episodes that are an hour and a half long, and they're set in the 1970s, and they For follow the, the owner of the con of they owner the yeah they follow the owner of the Continentals like backstory, or yeah. like what what Ian McShane's character, right? Is, is, is Ian McShane some of the gonna movie. be in it, or are they getting somebody younger to play the same? Well, part? I'm. A s- assuming he's like a hundred years old yeah. so i'm assuming it's somebody that's like he's older than me uh, for God's sakes. yeah which i think is really yeah i think i think that's gonna be some cool world building and i think what this movie doesn't do as well is kind of get a, a little peek behind that there is this other world well they try to um they have the they have the gold yeah they have the gold but they, they just there's not as many like little inside things that you know you're left asking oh what's that about what's that about yeah, and I wonder if that isn't just them trying to be somewhat distinguished from John Wick and not be because, like you say, like people are obviously going to compare these movies, and there are reasons to do that, and there's certainly similarities in like how the action is executed and all that kind of stuff. But like, you don't want maybe you know you're writing the movie, you don't want people to just be like, oh yeah, he just wrote John Wick again, right? You got to like find some ways to change it up and make it its own thing, right? I think it's more this movie is more fitting within the world we currently live in, where John Wick is building this whole like underground uh, organization and company that controls like, you know, all crime basically in the world with the different continental and the hotels and the money and all that. Yeah, stuff. like John Wick feels like a comic book world of its own right. creating. And this kind of maybe is maybe like you're saying could be more grounded in our own reality. It's also like nobody's. It's just not as much detail, right? I mean, just like we said with John Wick, there was a whole like the currency, like just the whole world building, where nobody's, which I called it in my review, a 90 minute action orgasm. So it's just they didn't really have time <laughs> to to go right. in and, and to do that complex. It's only 90 minutes, so. And he doesn't even, does he even play with the kitty cat? I mean, I know he wants that damn bracelet, but he's not. That's the cat at the end. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. He's in a, he's holding it while he's giving the, he's talking to the cops. Well, cause he doesn't find it till the end. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Um, 
just sitting under the couch, the bracelet, like it was. Yeah, never, yeah. It was, it was it, so it was. It was never stolen, right? Like, it was right, never gosh. stolen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. all this, all this shit kicked off because of that bracelet, and it's just, it was never gone. It was just under the couch. And I well, think that's supposed to be more of another like kind of showing that he wanted to do this for sure. Well, it's also kind of like John wick, right? Like John wick did all that because of a dead dog. Right. So in nobody does it all because of a kitty cat bracelet. Yeah. It's, it's made, you know, arguably even a more silly uh, thing to kick off all this shit. Right. Right. But I mean, does, does, does he do it because of that? Or is it, is it cause like, you know, is his son, like makes fun of him, like calls yeah, him yeah. Off, a fucking pussy when, yeah. when the whole invasion goes down. And it's just like, this guy just has all this, does he have everything yeah. like built up in him? Or is he just at a point in his life where he's like, fuck it, let's go kick some ass. Yeah, I definitely think the he's... shit out of his kid. Come here, you little fuck. Just, I mean, the restraint just, this man has. Just is, cuff yeah, him. exactly. You can't, you can't beat his own son up so he can go out into the streets and find a <laughs> bunch of Russian hooligans <laughs> to, <laughs> Fuck up he could have bus. beat up his brother-in-law more. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Yeah. Uh, I did like how much Michael that guy sucked. Father-in-law. Uh, I haven't seen him in a, in a while. I mean, we we did Starship Troopers not that long ago on the show. Uh, and, of course, he was uh, doing a lot more ass-kicking in that movie than, than he was in this one. But it was nice to see him. I haven't seen him in a while. Michael Ironside, when I did a podcast about uh, Starship Troopers, and I didn't realize that's one of the person's like favorite movies, like ever. So, so here I was trying to talk about it a lot, and I didn't realize old buddy was like his favorite movie of all time until about halfway through the podcast, where I decided just to like take a step back and let him talk. You know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, whoops, <laughs> my bad, man. But yeah, Michael Ironside was definitely a badass in Starship Troopers for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Oh, Michael Ironside isn't he probably busy making like the next sixteen Avatar films? Isn't he an avatar? Oh, yeah. Was he was he an avatar? I don't even remember. I don't know. I've never seen the No, film. no, he's not an avatar. Seen. Oh, okay. No? That's another white guy you're thinking of. Man. That's oh. another white guy <laughs> that plays that same character. Uh, yeah. yeah uh, the dude from VFW. I can't think of his name. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lang. Stephen Lang. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I think you're right, Todd, with nobody. It's like he, he kind of is sees that he lives a miserable life and he's like, what, you know, he, obviously I mean, uh, he loves his family, but he's just like, it's killing him inside. He's slowly. got a great fucking life. I know, but he's got hey. a steady job. He's got a steady job. He's got, he's always got money. I mean, that's a, not, not a cheap house he's living in. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, so boo hoo. He misses the garbage every once in a while. We he misses it every dick. fucking Tuesday, man. I mean, this is not a man who was destined for taking out the trash, okay? Yeah. I mean, the war was he destined down like always that. to take out the trash. <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you tell your damn kid to take out the trash? You yeah, ex- year old. I mean, exactly. You'd be like, take take the damn trash out. You know, daddy's not doing all this shit. You take it. I mean, that's why you have kids, so they could say so they do shit. Like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could have had a scene like that. You trick-ass bitch. Get the garbage out. They had a scene like that where he tells his son to take out the garbage, and his son's like, get fucked or something. Yeah. <laughs> Does he wear glasses in the movie? Because it would have been funny if his kid took his glasses. It was like, shut up, dork. <laughs> and like kicked him and then stole his comic books. But so once shit starts rolling, he like, uh, we, you know, we see him go to those people's house. He realizes, oh, these are some poor people. They have a baby they're trying to feed or it has like a, it has a, some sort of illness or something. 
And uh, so he's like, well, I, fuck, I can't fuck these people up. And then he's just going home on the bus, like all his impotent rage uh, still unleashed. And then here come these fucking drunken assholes to, uh, he's just like, yes, this is the opportunity I was waiting for. Just unleash on these guys. Okay. Now these guys, so he's on the bus and I mean, you're to think, I guess that the driver is drunk and he runs into the barricade. But yeah. it just doesn't seem that way once they get on the bus. They totally seem sober, not drunk at all. I, I found it kind of weird that, I don't know, like I get they're trying to pass the bus and then they go through the barricade and then they run into the, it just found like, we. it just seemed weird. I think it was just a like, how are we going to get these guys on the bus? I know I'll get them to smash into this thing and then they got to get on the bus. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's because these are characters we wouldn't, they wouldn't get on the bus normally for any reason. Right. Yeah. So they've just totaled their own car. Uh, so they're going to get on and they're going to continue hooting it up and fucking with people on the bus. Right. It's like, it's almost like a little, like a scene that you'd see on the warriors or something like that. Right. It also kind of brought up like, where is this supposed to be? Oh yeah. Do they specify at any point where, which uh, city they're in? I, I think it's supposed to be somewhere in the United States, but I'm pretty sure it's filmed somewhere in Canada. Right? It feels like Chicago or like, the, it feels like the Midwest, yeah, or like maybe like a like a Pittsburgh type Idaho, thing. Like, something like that. Yeah. So like a, I think it's actually I think it's supposed to be Chicago because in the second yes, yes. in the second watch, I was really trying to figure out where it's supposed to be, and the only thing I picked up on was someone said Route 34 in uh, the news broadcast where they're like, this car flipped with three dead bodies found on Route 34. And so that that's in that leads into Chicago. That's the only thing I could because I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, where the hell is this supposed to be? This article, this article, these people on Reddit say maybe St. Paul's. It's Saint Paul? supposed to be filmed. It, it was filmed oh. some of it in Winnipeg. Is that near you guys? Yeah, more like oh, Winterpeg. Okay. Winterpeg. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Canadian Canadian humor for you there. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. No. Uh yeah, Manitoba. Well, it's it's in the it is part of the West. It's, uh, let's say France. let's say it's the Midwest. All right, Midwest. Yeah. It's like above Minnesota. It's definitely not the South. I can guarantee you that <laughs> it's not the South. So. Yes. And also back to the guys going to the bus. I mean, you just have like your stereotypical alpha males getting on to fight. I mean, a- assholes. You know, you're yeah, alpha right. assholes and got to somehow get like, on the bus. So. Yeah, and true. who doesn't want to see these guys get tooled on? Oh yeah, like yeah. Uh, and one of these guys is uh, was it Daniel Bernhardt? Yeah, yeah. You, you have you have a couple guys. You have Daniel Bernhardt. You also have um, the Moose, uh, the guy from like the kick the kickboxer movies and ja- Jujitsu. Y'all seen Jujitsu? Or- uh, we haven't watched that yet. We had a uh, one of our Patreon guys wants us to do that movie at some oh, point. So have have fun covering that one, guys. But uh, <laughs> they can't all be gold, <laughs> right? Right. But uh, yeah, so you have really two good like stunt first action actors. So which really helps set up that scene because it's almost like yeah. wrestling. If any of you guys have ever watched wrestling in, in your life, you know, there's always oh, like, Dustin. One- have you ever watched wrestling? <laughs> Ask Dustin the main. Ask Dustin any W. What are they called? WrestleMania main events. Just give him a year. Okay, uh, let's go. Let's just let's do WrestleMania two. 
That's me at two. Main event was Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in the steel cage. And then wouldn't like WrestleMania three be Hogan versus Andre the Giant? You know? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he slammed so so he slams him for the first time ever. So yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but you know how like you always have a guy like who makes the other guy look good, like someone like Goldberg who couldn't wrestle with the shit, right? Right. Like, yeah. well, if he wrestled someone that could, it, he made him look good. So this is what these guys do, even though Odin Kirk trained so well for this film. You have these stunt first action, stunt first acting second guys who made them even look better. So they, they sold the moves the whole time. Yeah. And that's a really smart way to go about doing these kind of action movies because you could get another, you get another guy like Odenkirk in there who's, you know, just is learning what they're doing for the first time. It doesn't look as good, right? These guys are building him up. They're, in a sense, getting him over, right? Yeah, right. And he's not, here's, and they're also like kind of smart with how he's doing it. It's no like action from the raid, you know, it's, it's not like eco, it's not eco going crazy on some motherfuckers. I mean, I mean, the way he throws and throws like punches, I guess, I mean, the, his action is, it's almost like simplistic, but yeah. it's still, but it's still pretty cool, you know, I mean, it's nothing like too fancy. But it yeah, it's not even as fancy as not even as fancy as John Wick, right? Like, no, no, he's not no, doing he's not doing no, the judo takedowns no, and no, stuff. It's, it's not like constant headshot, headshot, headshot. I mean, John Wick. I think the only time he never missed on a headshot, right? It was constantly yeah. headshot, headshot, <laughs> headshot. For sure. Uh, yeah, John yeah. Wick is more of like a kinetic energy that like is just non. It's just a flow. Uh, yeah. It's just like always yeah. flowing, right? Yeah. Whereas this is more of a brawler type of sentimentality and just using your brains like especially which is seen in the last um action set piece when they're at the warehouse or whatever um but it, it is a an, it's an intelligent group of people and we talked about this james and i when we talked to john stewart who directed um action usa and it's all about how uh it's about allowing people who know what they're doing like in regards to action like X, maybe they were X stuntmen who turned directors and stuff like that, and allowing them to actually just be in con complete control of how they shoot things and how things are set up and trusting them that they're going to make things look the best. And then if they make it look the best, that's truly like they're, from what he said, that's all they care about is just making it look amazing. Yeah, I think it's the way to go now with action movies because, you know, we had our era of your Michael Bay things that was just you know, really bombastic, lots of huge explosions and over the top kind of people diving around with guns and shit. And this, while these movies are obviously not realistic, they do feel more grounded in reality, the way the fight, like in this even, Odenkirk takes a lot of fucking hits and stuff, like in, in this bus fight even specifically. Yeah. he It's not like he's smoothly fighting these guys and just taking them down without effort. Like he's getting the shit kicked out of him at the same time. Right. And that's what I like. It's like, uh, because this is, you know, really the first fight he's probably had in a long time. Right. So yeah, he's rusty. It, he's rusty. <laughs> right. So he's getting the shit kicked out of him as well. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's such a, it's just a gritty fight. Uh, and this is probably my favorite fight scene in the movie. Oh, the, oh, yeah, you can watch that, that, that bus scene on Infinite Loot, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, and also to, to go back, like, to compare, because I know you guys just love Steven Seagal because of all your polls <laughs> on your Instagram. Like, like who would win in a fight, guys? Steven Seagal or a fucking piece of cheese toast? I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to pick that Steven Seagal. I don't care. But go back to, like, un, like, Under Siege. You know, let's go back to Under Siege. And, like, he only gets hit maybe one time that whole movie. 
Right. Yeah. Seagal's always like that. Yeah. Right. Seagal's like untouchable. Yeah. He's not, I'm not going to do the job, even though, even if I win, you know, it's just a job to anybody. Maybe this isn't true, but to go back to Freaky, which I, like I watched, I said, I thought something that was really fun about that movie and really interesting is that average bodies, there's multiple fight scenes involving them in their new bodies and they get fighting or maybe they're really good, but like they show that. Oh, just because this person, this Vince Vaughn is now in a little girl's body. He's now she, his, his character, the, the killer's character is now stuck with a, like a, like a teenage girl's body. He can't do the same things. So he, he does yeah, get thrown yeah. around a lot. And I like, I think that that is kind of part of this whole more realistic way of looking at these things of being like, and I heard somebody talking about like Chucky. And like Chucky sucks. I'd throw Coke cans at Chucky. And he, Fuck Chucky. How like, dare you? Like, <laughs> and it's like it's true. And it's like it's it's. I like that that like this movie is is being like no, he's he's a bit rusty. He's gonna get hurt. You know, more back to like the uh, like the the diehard kind of style of like imperfect hero, like or like yeah. you know whatever protagonist. Well, it's great because like even I, it- I, I I thought that was cool. Yeah, even in this bus scene, there's a part where he has the knife and he's trying to stab the other guy. And the other guy is way bigger than him, right? But he takes the knife and then he goes right into the guy's forearm when he... Cause, yeah. And so just that move where he's he takes the knife and then instead of trying to stab him like in the gut or something, he's he twists it and stabs him in the forearm, takes the other guy by surprise. It's just... I don't know. Like he's, he might not be the biggest guy or the toughest guy, but he's just smart with how he does that. Yeah, economical. And this is why the rock, I don't think will ever be an ultimate like action hero because he's part of that wave of like Jason Statham's and everything like that. Now where we've talked about this, where they, they can't get hit too many times and they can't lose a fight and they, they can't be kind of bad. And it's like, it's so disappointing because I think that when you see Bob Odenkirk just show up and do this and of him and get really hurt and like lose a couple, like lose some stuff a little bit, like it makes it more entertaining and more like, Oh, I want to root for this guy instead of that old, you know, commando style where some guy just walks in and looks <laughs> like, a, you know, like a God and just like shoots everybody. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're subscribing to do two different schools of thought right like like you're saying the guy that can get hurt or you know then you have your schwarzenegger types which clearly the rock is is going down that road of like but i think we're done with those i don't know there seems to still be a hunger in in audiences for that kind of thing i think it's okay to have both Uh, i think you can have both i think they're both enjoyable in their own ways uh it's just i'm not going to watch a fast and furious movie for its choreographed fight scenes or things like that you're watching it for the ridiculous you know (laughs) ridiculously over the top yeah over the top flying from one skyscraper to another yeah you know a a submarine coming out of the ice when there's like a ferrari (laughs) on the ice kind of shit hey hey, you're you're watching those movies until they fucking go to space they need to yeah. go to space. Oh, exactly. They, they can end the franchise, but that's right. <laughs> you, you just you just watch it and and look. I'm really excited about the Fast and Furious. You know. Yeah. Why not? Oh yeah. I mean the yeah, trailer too. looks fucking great. Yeah. It's all about <laughs> family. How does Scott Walker look in that? Yeah. Oh, oh what, what do you say, Scott Walker? <laughs> or whatever his name Paul, is. Uh, Paul, Paul Walker. Yeah. I think Scott Walker no, was they... like a fucking governor, right? I don't know. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I, I actually heard that they let they let him in the film though. Oh wait a minute! Oh, wait a minute! Oh no! No, <laughs> no, I'm I'm joking. It's I'm, I made a mistake. Yeah, that was <laughs> Scott oh. Walker. Yeah, the guy from like uh, Wisconsin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, West, Wisconsin's former governor. I don't think he's governor anymore. He's a real super cool guy. Yeah, I'm sure you guys probably see a lot of things that uh, would be my guess. Just just judging by. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. get inundated with uh, American news, so uh, I, I know nothing about Canadian politics. I know because you don't. We, yeah. It's not the reverse it's, isn't true. Yeah, we're seeing we're seeing all your shit on TV. Yeah, yeah, we don't know. we don't see shit. We just know that your prime minister has nice hair. That's about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That's about accurate. Paul Paul Walker has a better chance than Scott Walker getting into this fucking movie. There you yeah, go. <laughs> yeah. They'll I would put Paul Walker in every. Why don't they just uh, use his fucking brother? Dude, they look dude, alike. I, I love Paul Walker. I'm I'm a love him. I cried when he died. I've only cried with two actors. That's Brandon Lee when I was a kid. When I found out, I was like, fuck. And then Paul Walker, I was like, double fuck, you know? We're really? Brandon, we're Brandon yeah. Lee fans for sure. Yeah, I, I love Brandon. I remember. I can't say I'm a Paul Walker fan. Like, I, I respect that you you like him. That's okay. What was the movie that we, he was Oh, he was awesome and running scared, but you yeah, guys we didn't really scared. like that movie. So, oh, that movie. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's hey, a whole other tangent to go that, that was a movie. That movie's hey. written by an edgelord on fucking Fate <laughs> Champion hey. or whatever. No, no but oh, oh buddy, our, our mutual friend who recorded your Lost episode, he's like, I fucking love this movie. And I'm like, yeah, man, go on that show and have fun with those guys. I'm sure they'll love it too. And then he hit me up on the DMs. He's like, they fucking hated it. <laughs> I was like, you fucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that episode. didn't work out. But what are you gonna do? So, yeah. so we've got the bus scene. It's 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 incredibly well done. It really gives you like a, a you you now know what you're in for. What what's gonna happen? Uh, what's what about the the final scene? I mean, there's stuff in between. There's the car yeah, chase. You don't want to jump straight to the. I, I don't want to jump straight to it. I want to talk about like what's what's everybody's favorite fight scene. I mean, or like yeah. one that stands well, out. The, well, to me, it's the bus. I mean, I think the bus just sets it up. I mean, bus just makes Bob look like a badass. And, and yeah. like I said earlier with, with the performers, I mean, that's just something that's a scene you just watch over and over and say, this kicks ass. Like, hell, when I was watching it, I just kept going back and watching it again, watching it again, so it picked up. And I thought it was just very well done because, like I said, you have, like, a stunt first actors and a stunt first director making sure it looks good. So for me, yeah. it's definitely bus. Oh, uh, yeah, let's just talk about the director for a quick sec. Uh, this is that uh, man. His name is hard to pronounce. Yes, he's a uh, somebody from Russia. We'll just say that. Yeah, right. Ilya Nyshiller. Uh and he directed Hardcore Henry, which we have covered on the show, which I actually quite like. But these fuckers didn't like. <laughs> didn't like. <laughs> well, it was what is that like? First person shooter the whole time, right? Yeah, it's, it's kind of like a video game, game style. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun, but it, I mean, the story was was bad, quite bad in it, but. Um, well, so knowing it's just that, so kinetic. yeah, knowing that after the fact, um, there's the one scene at the end where he throws the gun and the camera follows the gun and is it's flipping through the air. Yeah, which yeah, is you got like that, you have that moment right with uh, when Christopher Lloyd throws a gun to the RZA, which we haven't talked about <laughs> the fact that Christopher <laughs> Lloyd is the father of Bob Odenkirk in this movie, and his two sons are uh, Bob Odenkirk and the and the RZA. So that's interesting. Uh, but, you know, that was one of the things you're talking about, John, with the world building being less detailed in this movie. Mm-hmm. So we, we of course, learned that Bob Odenkirk is this former CIA or whatever hitman. Um, 
But I, I wasn't really sure about like, is Christopher Lloyd also supposed to have been in that racket before? And like the Rizza, well, is he, he's also like, obviously he's like a sniper kind of character. Well, they insinuate that that Christopher Lloyd, like he he's like he mentions how much he loves being back in the like in the shit like, like later on uh, when he comes to the rescue. And then there's a scene earlier on when uh, Bob Odenkirk goes to he's going from uh, tattoo shop to tattoo shop uh, looking for a very specific tattoo. Right. And he goes into this uh, one tattoo parlor and he pretty much has that uh, the scene from. You have the scene from a Bronx tale where all the bikers show up and they, uh, and they try to fuck up the bar. Do you guys, have you guys seen this movie? I don't uh, think I ever saw a Bronx. That's like, like 1993, right? Now I was watching other things. I love, okay. It's a great, great movie. Anyway, he pretty much has the, I'm lo- you're locked in here with me. I'm not locked in here with you. Scene. Right. Yeah. And the guy okay. sees the little, uh, tattoo. It looks like he's got like, like a two aces or whatever, like poking out of his sleeve. Mm-hmm. And, I think that they don't do enough to explain this later on. Like that's a, that's something that, that's like a Chekhov's gun where there should have been reference to that later on in more detail just to get like a glimpse of it. Well, I think that'll come up in the second movie. Yes, right. it's, it's that it's that world building. You know, this is hey, we like to like yeah. a couple of breadcrumbs for you, and then we'll get more into that later. By I mean, the I, way, a Bronx Tale came out in 1993, so you guys were both like what 32. Uh, 31. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not, not, not that old at all. No. Yeah. So I think that's, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to hold that against the movie. Cause you do get those little deep, those little sprinkles of information, little nuggets. And like you were saying earlier, Todd, like they do the, did you, they do you the courtesy of keeping this first movie very simple to the point, 90 minutes, just yeah, let's I mean, go, let's go for it. And, and we're not going to get bogged down in a lot of details. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you just don't have the time for world building. But I, but I guess if there's a positive response to this film, that there should be a sequel made. I mean, obviously, Bob Odenkirk should jump all over it, in my opinion, and just well, keep making yeah. these. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's kind of like um, when you make a movie like this, I think everybody knows there's going to be a sequel. So, you know, if this was a standalone movie where they they're not sure if there's going to be a sequel, there might not be as many of those little world building things in it. But I mean, just from the preview, I don't know. It seems like it was okay. There, there's probably already a sequel written for this. I think so. certainly that's what they're they're hoping for, right? That's and like and like how long was this delayed to? You know, yeah. this was because of COVID and shit. So. We didn't get it when it was supposed to come out, but you could also do a film with the RZA and uh, Back right. to Future guy, right? Yeah, right. Chris Lloyd, right? Doc, Doc yeah. Brown, Doc, Doc Brown, Doc Brown, and just call it Doc Brown and the RZA, you know, because because didn't the didn't the RZA sold? Okay, didn't the RZA have like a like sniper like shoot somebody yeah. point blank with a? Did he shoot yeah. someone point blank with a sniper rifle? In this yeah, or? he did. He he uses it from a distance, but then once they get into that warehouse for that final set piece, he definitely uses it in close. And then he's got the one part that's pretty cool where he shoots like yeah. through three, three dudes at yeah, once. Three dudes. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and there's that there's that scene in the credits. Did you guys see the scene in the credits? Uh, yeah, where it shows Doc Brown and the yeah. driving, 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 right? Yeah, driving, driving with all those yeah. guns, which is just like. That doesn't tell you anything of what's going on. <laughs> hey, we're just gonna 
they're gonna ride around and yeah, kick some ass. Into something, into some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I mean, going back to favorite scenes, I think it's hard to say anything other than the bus scene, but. You know, the other stuff is all really good, too. Like, I do like the final set piece where he is booby-trapped. You know, he's like Kevin uh, McAllistered his uh, <laughs> office yeah. that this he is, buys. Oh, yeah. This I, is like know, Rambo again. Rambo uh, yeah. Last Blood. I Same did thing. definitely get Rando vibes, Ra- Rambo vibes from that scene. I like the scene when he, when the house gets attacked. Um, yeah. I thought there was some some pretty cool stuff there. Yeah, for sure. Also, like the, there's a little peek into like, okay, his wife knows. Because I, I was wondering, like, like how long has he been dormant? Like, his kid seems pretty old for him to like his wife not to know anything about what he did. And then you understand that okay, she's she knows she's, about she it. Understa- yeah. She knows about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but, I, that's I'm kind of glad they skipped all that because they could have gone into a whole thing where oh, she yeah. didn't know, and that would have made it even just that much more complicated. That would have dragged. Uh, yeah, that would have slowed things down. So just just the way she took care of his wounds when he was hurt, you know, you could tell that she had been there before, and she had been on that dance. You know, just yeah. But that's another thing where these movies are trusting the audience to put two and two together. Well, but he also it, says like old times. Uh, but yeah, that, that house invasion scene. There is some really good shit there. Like he breaks that baseball bat in half and like ram like just rams it in the one guy's chest and like with his palm to like push push it in further and stuff like that. Yeah. Just some fun, fun, brutal shit like that. I don't know. The bus is just so hard to top. And it's like the first real, you know, moment of action in the movie. And so uh, maybe the other, the rest of the movie is like a little bit, just like a slight bit disappointing to me after that. Uh, not, not, not that it's bad. Like I'm saying, like, I think all that other shit is good. So, so you're, so you're saying that and nobody, they just came too quick. Right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically they blew their wad. <laughs> I do think there's a lot in this movie of like uh, little scenes where he has all the bodies in the basement and then he plays the one record and then it lights on fire. Like that's cool. That's pretty cool. And like he goes to James Bond shit or something. Yeah. And he goes to see the barber and gets information from the barber. And really, and that scene you were saying about the home with the bodies, that's almost like a John Wick copycat scene, right? Totally. Yeah. We've seen, we've seen that in John Wick. So that's definitely uh, hey, let's compare the films. Let's compare that scene right there. So, yeah. Um, there's also other cool shit. Like, I do like the way he talks through the, like the radio, with RZA. Yeah, that confused me. I thought like, is is RZA the radio? You know, like was that actually a person? <laughs> you know, at the beginning, I was like, I was like, that's that's RZA, but is he the radio? Is he? A- I know so little about radios and walkie talkies and how things work. I was like, <laughs> I don't understand. Like. Don't they have to say over and hold the, the button down? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was confused at the at the first time they showed that too, because I was like, oh, he said something about him being dead. So I'm like, is he supposed to be like, he's imagining talking to that's this person that thought. he knew? Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it's a little it's a little vague at first, but then you realize, of course, that that's not. Yeah, I thought all Ghostface Killer was going to come out there too, you know, <laughs> yeah. can't see him, so, you know. But it's also like, so he turns the radio on and, you know, he's playing, what is he playing? Like the trumpet or something like that. But he, and then he says, oh, how long you been listening? Like he just has the radio on and he's playing <laughs> music on. into the radio all the time. Like, I don't, I didn't really get that. But, you know, but I, what I like about movies like this is that we have all these nitpicky questions because we're just being nitpicky but I'm absolutely 100% in for it. 
Like yeah. those things, oh, yeah. the, the worst thing that can happen is that those things become so distracting that like, I can't handle it. And again, an example of that is what's that movie where with John Krasinski, where he has to be quiet. Quiet place. Quiet yeah. place. Yeah. Like that movie had so many things that I was like, I could not get over yeah. the minutia of it that it completely took me out of the film from the very beginning. And I'm like, I hate this movie. I hate everything about it. And I just, like, I cannot get into this world because I feel like they made so many poor decisions. And this movie is like, has questions and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Or like, I don't understand how this mechanic works, but I don't really care. I'm just like, oh, I'm just going to buy it. I'm just in for, I'm in for it. Like uh, right. I'm just gonna go along with I mean, it. I mean, those things those things aren't gonna like. You might be like, uh, oh, that doesn't necessarily make sense, but it's not gonna trip you up and make you not enjoy what the movie is doing overall, right? Yeah. Oh, I was just gonna ask about like, what did you guys think of the music choices? Because I did feel like a, there there were some kind of hammy soundtrack choices in this movie. I mean, I was glad they didn't play Black Betty from like Ram Jam or whatever. <laughs> It's, I could totally see them have done that. I, I like some of the stuff was fine, but there was oh. certain musical choices where I was like, "This is the, a little cheesy." The the Pat Benatar shit, man, heartbreaker. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. heartbreaker. Well, oh, I like the Louis Armstrong stuff. Yeah, I, did you? I don't know. Yeah, I, I had no I, problem I, with that. I I thought it was kind of cool. Like, not cool. That's the wrong word, but I kind of like that. You know, this is a dude. I don't know who. All these guys. All these. Okay, let me back up. All of these. Characters like Bob Odenkirk, um, like Bosch, all these guys that it's like dad porn. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm -hmm. They all like fucking jazz or right, you know, right. the classics. They all like Sinatra, records. Yeah. Like it's it's all uh, catering to like to like I like what I don't know what I classify as dad porn. Uh, movies that dads like. You know, <laughs> right. um, hey man, uh, the Bosch Bosch is a really good show. I really it like is. That. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Good. It's are fun. you a dad? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> do you have a, do you have a little bracelet like Bosch? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. So about, I, I love Bosch. I love, I love the books. I like, oh, yeah. I like the show. Yeah. There's yeah. a Lincoln lawyer TV yep. show. Okay. I'm so coming. fucking stoked on it. And Bosch like, actually, you know, is coming out season seven, right? But then they're going to have a, a spinoff on IMBD TV. IMBD TV. They're making more. What? They're, they're, they're oh, canceling right, really? it. Yeah, Bosch, Bosch got canceled. I know that. Yeah. But they're bringing it back on another channel. So, oh, so it's going to continue having the show, yeah, but yeah. just not on Amazon. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be everybody, but it's going to at least be Bosch's daughter and then the lawyer, lady, person. Oh, okay. They're all going to oh. be in the next step. So, yeah. They can't have. They can't leave without Marlo. They need Marlo in there. I know, right? Watching, watching the corners. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm okay with it. I, I just say it's part of the part and parcel for what this kind of movie is. It's going for that like, um, Generation X dad, who's <laughs> like, that. That's what they're into. They're into the okay. Well, then I'm the, then I'm thing. like the target audience, but I wasn't. But Totally yeah. sold on the musical choices. I mean, the whole uh, the the heartbreaker thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Felt kind of the heartbreaker like, was. It, it was set the time. I mean, the, for the scene, it just right. I mean, it's people either gonna love that scene or love the choice of music or hate the choice of music. Heartbreaker, yeah. right? I mean, just because it's so. Typical. I found I found the heartbreaker to be really like jarring and i didn't like that but i understood i understood I mean, the rest I, of i'll it. give you the i'll give you the jazzy the more jazzy choices i did like the scene where he 
fucking burnt his house down. I thought yeah. that was cool. Yeah, when he put the. Oh, I I I didn't hear that when he said it, but sorry to piggyback on that, James. Like, I thought that was a cool concept when with the record. Uh, yeah, starting the fire. I, yeah, yeah, totally. And like, so this is another, I guess, example of comparing to John Wick because John Wick doesn't have any kind of music like this. So this is like a different feel. Well, John Wick, the first movie, has that terrible Marilyn Manson song at one point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the club, isn't it? Yeah. No, was, that, uh, was no. that in the first one? Yeah, it's in the first one. It's, uh, it's a, I can't even, it's a terrible it's, song. It's, it's, it's not Sweet Dreams, is it? I don't, I don't know. No, it's not, it's yeah. not Sweet Dreams. It's some Star, other, Starfucker? Some other oh, later that, song. Is that Nine Inch Nails? I don't know. That guy's canceled. Can't talk about him. <laughs> did you guys did you guys see that meme where it said fuck it now marilyn manson is responsible for columbine again yeah i did see that <laughs> oh, marilyn shit. manson and thomas middleditch at this point oh wait a minute john wick the song is killing strangers i don't even know that song oh yeah it's killing bad. strangers because we can't kill, kill the, the ones, ones that, that we, we love, love. yeah right. oh man <laughs> fuck you marilyn manson go back to florida Go back to Lethbridge and get the shit kicked out of you at Denny's. Go back to Wonder Years, you fucking Paul or whatever. Yeah. This is say it was Paul from the Wonder <laughs> yeah, Years back yeah, in the right. yeah. I remember that. Those were the rumors. Yeah. Why don't you put that rib back in, Marilyn? Oh. <laughs> oh. Marilyn, Marilyn Manson taking some hits here. Oh. Um, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to bring up the music because I was I, I was a little hit or miss on it. but Yeah. Well, let's get into the final set piece unless you guys want to talk about like there's that he gets kidnapped in that car he like comes out of the back i want to say i like the car i like some of the car stuff i thought it was fun i like the scene when he is sitting having dinner uh with the with like yeah. the landmine yeah the claymore right. yeah but i like the way that just all looks all shot and all done uh, i like the introduction of the the villain where he like comes in he like does the like does some coke gets up on stage like, <laughs> Like sings and dances and then kills the guy. I, I think it's 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 fun. And I think a lot of that stuff is just fun. And movies like this need to have those kind of things if they're gonna walk this like walk this line. So yeah, if you're gonna do a yeah. simple stripped down kind of movie like this, uh, where it's just like a lot of direct action, you need to just set up your villains very simply, right? And like, okay, we know this guy is like a hardcore fucking lunatic. Yeah. He's kind of just like he's kind of a cookie cutter villain, though. I mean. The yeah. strength that the strength of nobody is not this this Russian villain dude. For sure. Yeah. You know, is is there a country that we should probably start seeing villains come from? Canada. Because <laughs> bunch of socialist assholes. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny, actually. So in Justified, in the TV show Justified, they have Canadian uh Dave Foley and Will Sasso are uh Canadian gangsters. That's right. Which is is pretty it's pretty funny. Yeah, we should more more Canadian villains. Yeah, I mean, I'd be yeah, up for that. Yeah, Rus- Russia. Russia's time. easy. Yeah, Russia's just Russia's easy, easy pick. Easy yeah. pickings. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not going to get in trouble. Some Belgian, some Dutch criminals. But it, it does bring up one of the quotes in the film. Like, I've never seen a black Russian before. When he's talking to like to the black guy, that's that's a Russian. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. 
says so, I get that a lot. Uh, that, was, that was funny that they had that character. They threw that character in there uh, just for like a little bit of like just flavor. Fun. Yeah, they, I think they just put him in there for 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 that line. I've never yeah. seen a black Russian before. So. Right. Yeah. And the director, I mean, he's from Russia, so I guess he's yeah. like, well, I don't have any problem making us look bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so there's the one scene where the the main villain, what's his name? We're gonna just call him Mr. Russian. Mr. Mr. Russian yeah. guy. Yulian. 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 Kuznetsov. So when Yulian uh, goes to the hospital, it, it, it's like such a small, and this is what I was saying before. There's so many like small little scenes that I, I just think are awesome. Like the record, but like when he's going to see all the injured guys and he picks up that chair and opens the door and just hucks that chair and hits the guy in the face it's just it's so it made me laugh so hard it was like so perfect yeah that was really good i just i love that kind of stuff go going back to the bus when uh odin kirk does that thing with the straw right for the trachea right totally. he's like i was like hope you like drinking from a straw or something like that yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's definitely done that before you know so. oh totally we also got that scene where you know, once the shit hits the fan, Bob Odenkirk calls Christopher Lloyd, his dad, at the home that he lives in. And he's like, hey, that thing I had to get into kind of escalated. So, you know, watch out, kind of. And yeah. then we get that moment where those guys come to kidnap him and he, <laughs> he he blows them away with a shotgun. And he's just like choking the other guy out while the intern or whatever comes in to, to check on him. Yeah, the, the orderly comes in and like, yeah, yeah. everything's all good, you know, <laughs> And he's like, what is he? He's choking the guy out. He's got blood everywhere. The guy's like, everything all right? Bob like, man, this old man is strong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I was just glad to see Christopher Lloyd. Like, I didn't even know he was still alive, to be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, Doc, Doc Brown looks how old in Back to the Future. He looks about 60 or 70 in Back to the Future. Right. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I thought he was already an old man. Yeah, so that's like 1984, 85. So, shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, dead or Canadian, you know. He's neither, right? So, oh, we should start a new uh, feature at the end of our podcast Better called Canadian. Dead or Canadian. We yeah, it's, on and we it's say, actually a game. This, yeah, yeah, Dead is this Canadian. actor dead or Canadian? Yep, yep. <laughs> it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a game <laughs> I play thing. all the time. Yeah, it, it's actually a thing. Dead, dead or Canadian. No, I'm being straight up. I forget from it was uh, from some comedy <laughs> act, but it's dead, dead or Canadian. People played it. It might have been like on a, on a radio show I used to listen to, like a, a more, like a like like a morning radio show. I don't know if they have those in Canada or not. Like I, don't know, like, I don't know if you fuckers are you yeah. know with with your socialized medicine, y'all don't wake up till noon to go to work at two. We right? have, so, yeah, we yeah. don't have zoo crews up here. Yeah, we have this. Everything's NPR. There's no such thing as music oh. unless it's indigenous music or throat singing. Uh, yeah. Oh, and she, and she Santi's on the. I like East, I like both. Coast. I like both kinds of music. <laughs> yeah, both <laughs> shanties, throat singing, and uh, yeah, but you yeah, should definitely yeah. do Dead or Canadian at the end of the show. That, that, that yeah, that's awesome, awesome yeah. idea. Yeah. I'll I'll find it. I'll find one to do to you for, for to do at the end of this episode. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into talking about the final set piece, and unless there's anything else you guys want to talk about. No, I said everything I want to say. I mean, this is the probably the second best after the bus fight. Just the This is a totally different type of set uh, like action set piece we've got like all these traps that he's prepared yeah uh he's got those like cannons that shoot fucking rebar and like uh you know little plastic explosives he's set up and stuff 
and that's it's all pretty fun that shit i thought anyway yeah that's yeah. why they could that's why they set it up like home alone yeah john wick you know but not really but that was one one of the taglines on some user review home, oh, alone, yeah. like, home alone meets john wick just because you know he sets booby traps for you know people to come so yeah i mean alone, yeah. there is definitely a bit of a home alone uh thing going on there but we've seen that in a lot of movies over the years the, the booby trap thing so he like he buys that place just to destroy it i guess <laughs> yeah he's burning it all down man he burned his house down he's bought the business just to use as like a death trap <laughs> place <laughs> yeah uh, but that's fun dude when he buys the he buys it from his father-in-law and then punches out the the step or whatever the brother Bro, he's probably been waiting 20 plus years to knock the fuck out of that guy <laughs> yeah finally totally. gets a chance yeah he just gives him the one shot in the gut, really. And then he's like, sits him down. He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, and he's sorry. like, well, what am I going to do? And he's like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Is there any, there's like some pretty specific cool parts. Like you were talking about James. We get that sort of uh, shot where the gun is thrown over to the RZA and we get the camera that follows the gun right into his hand kind of thing and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you get that, you get the, like even when he first gets there, he's kind of he's he's taking his time getting inside. Like he's not really in a hurry. And you're kind of like, like, what's this guy doing? And then he does get shot. Yeah, he takes a bullet outside before he even goes in, right? But that's when you get the glass break and all of a sudden there's a sniper. So like he's I guess he's surprised that his his dad and brother are there. Um, but I guess they're smart enough to not set off any of the booby traps that he set up. <laughs> so is is that actually his brother? Did I did, did I miss that? The Rizzo being his brother? They, yeah, they say that, that that they're brothers, and there's like and it shows a family photo. I think at one point oh, that man. shows him with both of them. See, that, I mean, explain it. Like, I mean, the only thing that sucks is I had to watch this on my iPad. I had like a screener for it. I got it like in like middle of March. So, so I just yeah. Sometimes I don't pick up on details like that because I'm watching it on such a small screen. Yeah, and it's I just one of those things. They, they just throw that out there, and they you know they don't really go into it or anything. Yeah. So at the seniors' home, when he's visiting his dad, there's a picture where it shows the three of them together. Okay. And right. they there is something that they imply that it's his brother. Cool. I like that. Cause I mean, they look just alike. So that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some pretty fun stuff too. Like we were talking about with Rizzo with his sniper rifle and the different ways that he uses that even, even in close combat uh, and like blowing guys away from like right, right in front of him and stuff. And he uses it like a, like a kind of a combat staff too, where he's, you know, taking guns out of guys' hands and shit. Right. He also references uh, the fact that he's in hiding, but it doesn't allude to why he's in hiding. Yeah, I mean, more just more to find out in the next movie, right? Well, exactly. And in in that final scene with like Odenkirk, I mean, they use him very wisely again. Like a lot of guns, it's a lot of gunplay. It's not a lot of punches thrown, right? It's more him using a gun, do his thing. Yeah. Once again, they smartly. He's not doing anything over the top. It's a smartly weapon. Like he's a weapon. He's using the weapon correctly. Is what you yeah. say. Yeah, and it's awesome that he uh, he gets that gun that his brother-in-law gave him that he put in the freezer. He gets that. And <laughs> I just, it, it works so perfectly because on the second shot he takes with that gun, the box breaks apart and then 
Like, yeah. I, I just thought that whole sequence was. was oh, that's crazy. actually. Uh, I didn't realize that. I didn't put that together that that was the gun that, it, that the brother-in-law gave him earlier in the movie that he didn't want. When he's like pointing it at him, and he's like, "Oh, he's like, don't worry about it. The sa- safety's on." Oh, and yeah. then he jumps, he's like checks, and he's like, "Oh, no, hold on." Yeah. <laughs> he's like pointing it in his face, and the safety is <laughs> on. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah, there's just fun stuff like that. But uh, what does he owe at the end when he comes down to just, we just got uh, Yulian left uh, and it looks like he's actually going to win. And then Bob Odenkirk like picks up that like piece of plexiglass or something. Yeah. It's like safety glass. Yeah. And just like puts the claymore on it on the front that he didn't use oh. earlier and yeah. just like charges in and then like the guy just like, blows up right in front of him. Right. Because yeah, it blows up. There's like the one side of the Claymore that blows up, right? I remember that from my SOCOM, SOCOM 2 playing days on the PlayStation. You put the Claymore down and he's running. I was like, oh shit, it's not going to blow up on him. It's going to blow up on him, on the bad guy. So that was yeah. a good way. That was a really good final death for a villain that wasn't, that was, you know, kind of vanilla, but it was a great ending. Yeah, he's not yeah. exactly a super memorable villain. That's true. But yeah, that was, that was a fun fucking kill for sure. And then you pretty much just get, you know, he, he says to his dad and brother to take off that the cops arrest him. Well, he goes and gets that painting that he stole and then he leaves a voicemail for his wife and then he finds a cat and gets some tuna. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get that scene where how the movie started, right? Where he's sitting in the interrogation room. And right. then, you get, yeah, you're, you have the bookended scenes in the interrogation room. That's right. And then and that's then, like a phone call, right? I think it's like a phone call. And then there's like, like don't fuck with this guy, right? Like, yeah. Well, yeah, the two cops get phone calls and then it cuts to them looking for a house. And then the realtor gets a phone call saying they want to talk to Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. And then which is like, always that cool thing where it's where it's like you don't call the person, you call a person that you know is with them like how did you get this number yeah yeah how the fuck did they get that number I mean, that's... <laughs> right yeah and then they like, instantly the ask does this place have a basement right because he's gonna have to set up all over again yeah <laughs> i mean a little bit a little bit cheesy but i, I like for, it. Forgive, oh, yeah, forgive it's, just set, it's setting it's setting it up right though it's setting mm-hmm. this is not going to be the first movie in this this franchise is not going to be dead after this film right i mean yeah we can pretty much agree that a sequel's on the way as long as nobody important dies yeah. Uh, did we miss anything? Is there any scenes or anything we, John, did you have anything else? Uh, probably uh, maybe, but I think we've talked about everything that I'm yeah, com- comfortable talking with. <laughs> All right. No, well, I'm good. Well, let's, uh, let's get to our ratings, Todd. Oh yeah. We're going to have to put your ratings into our, into our algorithm. <laughs> You fucking Canadians with your math. What the hell? Come on. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to use, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to use, we're not going to use your imperial numbers. Okay. We're going to use uh, milligrams. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm dead. Okay. <laughs> okay. We so... don't know anything about the metric system down here in Georgia, man. We're, we're, we're confused. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get to our reviews. Uh, as always, we don't really talk about it that much. We, we break our, our reviews down into five separate categories. We, we only give two on on the on the podcast uh, so we, we break it down to plot kills pacing quotes and reaction we usually just go with our our reaction which is just whatever we want to give it and then our final score which is just um you know the average a, that an it, average yeah. of all of them so that's how we're going to do it this week yeah todd you're the guest 
why don't you go first? What's your, uh, what's your reaction and your overall score? So my reaction, like I said, it was a 90 minute action, action orgasm. So I guess, right. so then my score overall score would be a seven. And then your overall, yeah. Your reaction's a seven overall. It's a seven. Yeah. So. Seven, seven, seven. Cool. I, John, my reaction's a seven. My overall score is a seven as well. It's a fucking great fun movie. Uh, awesome. yeah, my reaction was also a seven, but, uh, my overall score ended up being a 6.8. Yeah. And my reaction's an eight. I actually liked it more on the second watch than the first watch. Oh. And well, that's encouraging. Um, cool. just cause of all the little stuff I picked up on. Um, yeah. But overall, it's still a 6.8. So you. this gives us the movie an overall rating of 6.9, Todd. And <laughs> this is a big tie on our, our big, big list. Okay, so here's the movies it's tied with. It's tied with, at 46, Lethal Weapon, They Live, Full Contact, Drug War, The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, huh. 3, the 1974 huh. original, and Battle, oh, sorry, Battle Royale, Oh wow! And vanishing and vanishing point. Vanishing well, point. well, that's that's a huge tie. <laughs> well, here's here's something just to think about, like statistics wise. It's like everybody's scores are very similar on this movie, correct? Yeah, like, yeah. And then if you look back at some of your others, you could have had maybe someone who really loved the film. So ten, so fucking ten, so fucking ten. So it kind of that was so me. Kind of like yeah, that was me for like taking a pen one two three. I gave that really high marks. Same with drug war. Oh, Johnny Toe. Is that Johnny Toe drug war? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, fun film. But yeah, I love that. But movie. I thought this is kind of cool that the everybody's is pretty the same. Everybody's like, it's pretty fun too. So So what yeah, we normally yeah. do is we now we decide like where we would put it in those movies that it's tied with. Oh wow. Wow. So, so that's kind of a hard this is a hard choice because there's so many movies and they're all like different kinds of movies. Wow. Oh, like lethal lethal weapon. I mean, you're not gonna say nobody's better than a battle royale, battle royale, the, the genre of that movie, and that, that movie's fucking great. But I don't know, put it right after taking a Pelham one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's eight, ex- nine, that's <laughs> that's exactly where I personally that's where I would put it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, behind the Taking Pelham one two three ahead of Battle Royale. Okay, Dustin. Uh, what was what was Bully ahead of this? What was ahead of Taking Pelham one two three? All right, so it goes Lethal Weapon. They live full contact drug war. I'd probably personally put this ahead of Drug War actually, yeah. because I mean I like I liked Drug War, but this is just easier to watch. It has more rewatchability factor, I think, and it's just more fun. Yeah, yeah. and I, James, what about you? I would say the same thing. Uh, ahead of drug war. So I guess right. if we're both Dustin and I are the same and then uh, John, you and Todd are the same, then I guess it goes between drug war and the taking of Pelham one, two, three. Yeah. So it's the new number 50. So there you go. Not there a bad go. place. Not a bad place at all for, for of all time. <laughs> so b- before we, uh, before we get to our uh, just wrapping up, I did do a quick dead or Canadian for you as yes. we talked about. Yes. I've got three. Okay. I've got three for you. Okay. Okay. The first one, Jerry Orbach. Jerry Orbach's Is dead. Is he dead or Canadian? He's dead. He's dead. He's You're dead. correct. R.I.P. Jerry Orbach. R.I.P. Kobe Smolders. Cole, she's from How I Met Your Dead Mother. Or Canadian. She's Canadian. How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> there she is. Obviously she's Canadian. Right. And last, we're going to go with Corey Haim. Is Corey Haim dead or Oh, Haim? fuck me. Is he both? <laughs> He's both, right? He's, He's both. both. Or, or I mean, motherfucker, <laughs> he, he wow, is you got, both. Wow, you nailed them all. Dead hey. and Canadian. Awesome. Yeah. 
or I can well, well done. Thank you. That was Thank fun. <laughs> that was cool. Well, thanks so much right, for well, coming on, man. This is a yeah, good man. Time. This, you know what? I think what really helped it was having the, the faces. Like, it helped me not fuck up my, you know, when you can actually see other people. So it's actually yeah. something I think we'll we'll use. I'll suggest to like on our bulletproof action, like get your ugly mugs on here and let's. <laughs> yeah, it does help a bit because you know even even in this format, like we you know you still end up talking over each other a bit and stuff. But it but... wasn't that bad. I mean. It, yeah. y'all, I mean, for me, never recording with y'all, I thought it went pretty good, but I'm an asshole, so I'm a cocky <laughs> asshole, so I'm a, of course I'm going to say it's gone good, but I had a lot of fun with you guys, man. Yeah. Okay, before we say goodbye, Todd, can you please tell everybody where to find you? Sure, you can find me on Letterboxd if you want to. That's Todd Gaines on Letterboxd. Just search my name. Also, Twitter at RealToddGaines. And make sure to read my reviews on Bulletproof Action. That's www.bulletproofaction.com. Twitter bullet at bulletproof pod. I'm on that podcast, the bulletproof podcast. You can search that on um, anywhere you get your podcast at. And that's about it guys. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, You can check us out at action, action podcast on Patreon, um, action, action podcast on Instagram. uh, And we'll see you next week.